how is everybody doing? Um, really, really, really good to have everybody here. Um, and welcome to Cold Calling Live. Um, I appreciate that some of you might be joining us for the third time. We've, this is the third time we've done it, right, Morgan? Yeah, who's who's here for the third time? Here for the third shots of people cover the third time, but this is the third time. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's been, we, it's been fun. It's been fun. We might need to start producing merch for our third time. <laughs> right, we'll do. We'll give out for free, but we'll, you know, if you're a third timer, you're you're loyal. We're going to start getting some hats. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, for anybody that's here for the first time, let me just give you um, some introductions. So uh, my name is Dave Bentham. Um, I'm the director of sales development at Cognizant. Um, I've been leading teams of door openers, as I call them, for the past seven years across B2B and B2C businesses. Um, and at Cognizant, we currently have 60 SDRs um, who generate like at least over half their pipeline from cold calls. More importantly, I'm joined by the one and only Morgan Ingram. Um, I don't think he needs an intro, but I'm going to give you one anyway. Um, Morgan is the Director of Execution and Evolution at JB Sales. been named one of the top 50 sales leaders to follow by LinkedIn. Um, he's a top 25 sales development thought leader by Inside Sales and LinkedIn top sales voices of 2018, 2019, and 2020. Morgan's work has been featured in Forbes Sales, Hawk, uh, sales Hacker, the HubSpot blog, and the Harvard Business Review. Um, so yeah, we're really, really honored to have you on today, Morgan. How, how are you doing? How you been? I'm fantastic. You know, we get to talk about cold calling today. Most people are like, ah, cold calling, what, what is going on? No, I love talking about this. So I'm excited to dive into some mock cold calls and hopefully everyone learns from this. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so look, for anybody that is a first time around here um, and you don't know what's going on, um, essentially today, what we're going to be doing is myself and Morgan are going to be inviting people from the audience to join us um, uh, to speak to, to, to everyone. We're going to run some role plays lives, live. Um, so... Uh, the idea is, is our guests can um, practice their cold calls uh, that they're doing every single day with us. Um, we're going to do our best to role play it back. Obviously, you're going to have to go easy on myself and Morgan because it might not be our, our total area of expertise. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but, you know, generally speaking, cold calls follow a, a, a pretty similar rhythm most of the time. So um, we're going to be practicing them with you. Um, and then we're going to give our advice and, term, and, and feedback in terms of uh, what we think you can um, improve on. So, um, so yeah. So without further ado, do you, I don't know, Morgan. Is there anything else? That, is there anything I missed here? No, nah, we're. I think the. I think the people are ready for some mock cold calls. So I think we can All dive right. into it. Perfect. All right. So let me just bring it up. Ah, someone's joined already. The marketing team are already ahead of me. Yeah, <laughs> they're, <Okay>. they're quick. <laughs> they are very quick. Okay. So Gregory, you're not actually on my list. Have I got Gregory here? I am here. Good morning. Good morning, Gregory. Where are you tuning in from? Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Atlanta. shout out to Atlanta. We're in Atlanta. I'm in East Cobb, up in Marietta. Yeah. Cool, cool. So I, I still live in Atlanta. I'm in West Midtown, but I'm from Norcross. Okay. So I'm very oh, yeah. familiar. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. We can meet for a drink then. Yeah, we can. We can. If you <laughs> if you do this right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> on, on the green belt, right? Is the green belt? Is that Atlanta? Beltline. Yeah. Beltline. Beltline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. There you yeah, go. There you know, um, all right. Don't leave me out. Um, okay. So, um, Gregory, can you just let's dive in uh, as, soon, as quick as possible? But just before you, we do dive into the call, um, can you give us a bit of context? So, what's the product you're selling? Um, what's your ICP? So, who you who you looking to target? Um, and uh, yeah, anything else that you think is going to be relevant for us in order to, to do this cold call? 
Excellent. Thank you. Uh, so my product, I'm a software sales so I'm selling uh, delivery management systems to any organization that has a fleet of vehicles where they make deliveries. Uh, so I'm making uh, quite a few prospecting calls every day. I'm using certain tools such as DB Hoover's or Zoom Info to be able to find certain verticals. And uh oh, we don't say <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I, I use I use tools to help me prospect. So awesome. we'd love some tips and tricks on how to uh, get past the gatekeeper and be able to. Uh, you know, get that meeting with the uh, prospect. Yeah, awesome. Well, your first tip is um, you're using the wrong tools, but we'll get onto that at the end. <laughs> but um, for now, um, Morgan, are you happy to pick this one up? Is there any more questions that you've got for? I have, I have one follow-up question. So you said the gatekeeper. So do you want me to be the gatekeeper or the person you actually want to talk to? Uh, I'd like for you to be the gatekeeper because I, okay. I have some challenges getting past. Okay, I'll be the gatekeeper then. All right. Then uh, you can ring the phone whenever you're ready. All right, ring, ring. Hello? Hi, this is Gregory Taylor with, I'm sorry, should I specify my company name? During what, this it's whatever you want to do. It's whatever you want to do. Okay. All right. Yeah, so good morning. You. My name is Gregory. I'm with uh, Gregory Taylor Industries. I was hoping to speak with Morgan Ingram this morning. Uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't think Morgan Ingram is in today. Oh, he's not? Okay. Because um, I wanted to connect with him to discuss some of my um, product portfolio with him because I think we could uh, partner with him and be able to offer some additional services. Do you know when he may be in the office? That's a good question. I've been told to not pass any sales calls right now. So if this is a sales call, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to let you go here. Oh no, it's not a sales call. What I was hoping to do was just get some time on his calendar just to have an introductory meeting. I wanted to share with him that I uh, am new in the market and uh, I believe that, uh, you know, we may be able to work together in the very near future. So just an introductory call. Yeah, I can take your information down and I can pass it along. Okay. And here's where I get stuck because I, I feel like I need to go ahead and provide the information and stop pushing, become that pushy salesperson. And now the gatekeeper will okay. probably say, Morgan, don't call this guy back. <laughs> well, that's the path I was about to go down. So, you, so okay. So let's, let's just stop there. Let's stop there and let's break it down. Let's talk about it. So... I would say a couple of things and obviously David, you can hop in and, and all, and all of you could also uh, chime in in the chat as well. So Patrick, you talked about the information here as well. The, the thing is, is that once you, when someone says, Hey, I'll write this information down, I'll pass it off. The chances of it getting passed off is extremely low, mm -hmm. Ex extremely low. And so the thing is that you have to come in with or two things. Number one is, you were saying, hey, I believe I can help. However, there was no addressing on how you actually can help or any, you know, someone just put in there, obstacles or problems. I like to call them obstacles. It's easier for people to identify obstacles than problems because people like to talk about their obstacles more than their problems from a psychology level. But anyways, the whole point is I'm going to say, hey, here's a couple obstacles that I've been hearing from individuals that are in your field like yourself. One, two, three. This is how we potentially can help. You know, would that be interesting to Morgan to talk about? That changes the conversation more so than, hey, I think I can help and we're the best fit when we haven't even, I don't, you don't even know what I'm on right yet, right? Yet, right? But at cool. least I can try to pinpoint things I've heard from other people. But if I just say, hey, I think I can help, it's too broad, right? So that's number one. Number two is you can always, if you get stuck, you can always ask a question that the gatekeeper can't answer. And 
an example of that would be if you were to call me and I am the decision maker, there's certain things probably in delivery asset management that the gatekeeper cannot answer. I don't know what those questions are, but you would know what they are. And they're probably related to your discovery or how you ask those questions as well. Mm -hmm. So these are things that you can think about on that. And this is also for everyone. If so, if someone's like, hey, like I'll take down the, the contact information, this is where you can push back a little bit, but in in a very respectful way that helps a lot of my clients and also helps me as well. So when someone says, hey, I'll, I'll pass it off. I say, hey, typically when people tell me that, normally it, it doesn't go anywhere and it becomes a very annoying thing for all parties. And I don't want to be an annoying sales rep. So if you were in my shoes, I have a job to do to connect with this person because there, there are things that we have seen to be helpful for individuals like this person based on what we've seen from other clients. If you were in my shoes, what would you do in this scenario? Now, here's the thing. Everybody can say what they want to say about the question. My point in asking that question is most people don't ask that question. Hey, mm -hmm. if you were in my shoes, I have a job to do. What would you do? And then people sometimes open up and they're like, hey, I actually would do this or I would email him this or I would do this in this scenario. So flipping it back of the gatekeeper to then have a more of an ally conversation allows you to the get to the person you want to as well. So I know I said a good bit there. I'll let David chime in, but those are things that you can be mindful of when you're talking to the gatekeeper to push it a little bit, but, but not too aggressively. Thank you. No, I agree completely. I think um, one thing that I always advise my team is it's really important to remember that the gatekeeper's job is to stop um, salespeople. Certainly in Europe, um, you know, the expectation is, they are there to make sure salespeople aren't wasting um, their employees' time. So firstly, like one of an early piece of advice is don't take offense when you don't get through them um, because at the end of the day, they would, uh, um, you know, they're not doing their job properly if they're letting you through. Um, but I would agree completely with Morgan in terms of like creating some, you know, allyship. The, the only other thing uh, that I sometimes recommend is um, gatekeepers tend to have a rhythm with their... Um, with their questions that they ask. So they say, okay, what's your name? Where are you from? And what's the call regarding? It's always those three, one after another, and they just reel them off. Um, sometimes if you can throw them off that that rhythm, then it throws them off their, their talk track and um, they panic. And, and, you know, I suppose they don't want to end up not putting someone important through. So um, I let them say, um, um, who, who's calling? I'll say, David. Um, uh, where are you calling from, cognizant. But before they say what's the call regarding, I'm going to say something blunt and quick and just to get in there beforehand. Um, I'm calling to schedule a meeting, right? That's the one of my go-tos is just to schedule a meeting. I don't really want to go into too much, much depth um, if I can get away with it. Um, but yeah, as I say, sometimes that throws them off their rhythm and just increases my chances of getting through. So, but there's no perfect answer to, to gatekeepers. I mean, the, the best answer, and I know this is going to sound really cliche, is you get a really good data tool that provides you amazing mobiles, um, and, uh, and, and you, you stick as best to mobiles as physically possible as well. Cool. Thank you, gentlemen. You're welcome. You, you, Dave, you want to ask that, that question in the chat since it's related to the gatekeeper before we bring up the next person? It said, do you find it helpful or effective to tell a gatekeeper about your product if asked or should that always be avoided at all costs? That's a good question. Um, so personally, and I'll speak from cold calling into Europe mostly, I don't like talking about it. I find that the gatekeeper isn't the product specialist. Um, and so, yeah, you know, doesn't, won't make an informed decision. And bearing in mind, everything they're trying to do is avoid 
salespeople and stop salespeople coming through. As soon as I'm starting to pitch my product, that's the moment where I'm 100% confirming myself as a salesperson. So my preference is always to keep it, as I say, short, um, sweet. I'm trying to act like I'm I'm meant to be there. Um, like, you know, like I'm, I'm calling them for the, the millionth time. Um, that, yeah. that usually is my, my, my preference, but you know, it depends. I'm, I'm on the same page as you. I, I, the, the gatekeeper is not going to know anything about the product unless here's the caveat, unless it's an executive assistant and people sometimes confuse executive assistants with gatekeepers and they're two different concepts. An executive assistant is going to have actually more information than most people in the organization. Right? So that's one of the things that you have to just be mindful of as well. And also in terms of introducing yourself to the gatekeeper, I don't even introduce my name or company and it's probably going to be different for everybody in each region. So let's just be mindful of what I'm about to say, but I like just inter I just like saying, can you help me? Because most people like to help. They want to assist. So that way people are more open to hearing me out for whatever I have to say next. Cause they already agree. They'll help me. So that's just another way of going about it, but that's a good question. Awesome. Okay. Should we move on to our next? Let's go to the next person. Perfect. Welcome, Bob. Can you hear us, Bob? Bob. Bob. So, so Morgan, just while we wait for Bob, um, whenever I come on these webinars, I think one thing that um, I really struggle with is I, you know, I have every intention to listen to, to experts and, and yep. take on their advice. But the next thing for me is like, how do I apply it post? So, you know, we've just given, you've just given some load, loads of, um, loads of great <laughs> yeah. on how to get, get through gatekeepers. But have you got any advice for the, for, for the audience in terms of like, how do I go? What's the best way to go away and apply the advice that, that, that has been given today? I, I would say this for anybody you listen to is always write down two to three things that really, or take as many notes as you want, but I would say focus on two to three things that you're actually going to do. So for example, when I, when I talk about introducing myself to the gatekeeper, I say, can you help me? So what I would do is if I just heard that and I was in the audience, when I was learning, just starting up learning sales, I'd write that down. And then I'm like, hey, for the next 50 gatekeepers, I'm going to use this technique and I'm going to see if it works for me. To be transparent, sometimes anybody's advice, even including mine, might not work for you. You might be like, yo, that was not good for me. Okay. Like that's, oh, that is completely fine. However, you can't say it doesn't work when you used it once. You can't say it doesn't work when you've never even used it because you don't like it. You have to at least use it based on what you've heard if you like it and say, hey, I'm actually going to do this. So, Pick something 40, 50 times of trying it out as much as possible, but pick those two or three things. If you pick too many, you're not going to do them. Love that. Really love that. Um, okay. I think we're looking for volunteers. Oh, straight in. Look at that. Kind of our marketing team are on it. Shout out Cognizant's marketing team. I know. On point. Hello. Um, am I speaking? Yes. We can um, hear I, I totally like I didn't know that it was me. Sorry. <laughs> He's got to be ready at all times. You don't know when he gets to the stage. Ben Park moment. Sorry. Um, um, is it how, how we uh, pronounce your name? I'm so sorry. Um, so my first name is Tui. Tui. Perfect. Yeah. You said Tui? Tui. Yeah. It's like okay. Twitter, but with Avatar. Okay. Cool. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> Um, so Tui, um, thank you for joining us. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your product and who you target? And then we'll dive straight into the, the role play. Yep. Super excited to be here. I just joined um, Cognizant as a customer, actually. 
Um, Great news. <laughs> David loves that. <laughs> He's amped already. <laughs> and um, so my company, we sell uh, advertising technology and uh, uh, specifically for publishers, which are websites that sell uh, digital advertising. And um, so my, my product is very niche. And um, my goals with cold calling is not really to book a meeting, but more for them to tell me how are they doing their ad operations so that I have an understanding of how we can actually help them if our product is for them or not, because the product is very niche. Um, and the problem, the biggest problem that I have with uh, cold calling is that, uh, well, I'm 25. I have only been working for two years. Um, I haven't got a lot of practice and, you know, with my generation, we have anxiety whenever there's a phone call coming, let alone, you know, making a phone call. So um, I have two questions. The first thing is that um, how do I uh, make an introduction of a cold call so that I don't sound like this annoying salesperson who just wants to sell? Because my, my goal is to understand how they are doing their business. And then the second thing is that how do I make it very casual instead of uh, sounding a little bit investigative. That makes sense. For sure, it does it does? I I feel like we would be able to answer these questions even better if you just tried out a mock and have David be the prospect here, and then we'd probably be able to pinpoint certain things because it might be like inflections or things that nature that might be incorporated here as well. Right. Perfect. Awesome, Tui. Just before we we do it. Um, just tell me out a little bit more. So within um, these publishing houses, like who's the, um, what's the job types of the person you, you tend to be um, calling? Um, so it varies from uh, head of ad operations to ad tech uh, director uh, to CROs. Okay, great. And and what is the most, what, what are you hoping they say in terms of um, like how they're running their ad operations? Um, that I think for me, it's uh, it's the most beneficial for me if they just tell me what kind of tool they have in their tech stack. Okay, cool. And what what's the what's like a common tool in, in as part of the tech stack that would help you? Because I really don't know much about about your area. So, um, so I would say uh, uh, Google Google uh, Ad Manager is one very big player. Google is basically like the monopoly in this market um, and then there's also uh, pubmatic so pubmatic is one big player as well pubmatic okay yeah. awesome okay great why don't you give me a ring and let's get the show on the road all right ring ring hello day speaking hi david um okay i have another brain fart can we please do it again of course of course Running Running running. uh brain fart okay ring ring hello day speaking Hi, David. This is Tui from Relevant Digital. Uh, I have a few questions about the ad operations at Daily Mail. Uh, do you have a minute? Um, yeah, I've got a minute. Uh, right. Thank you so much. Um, I just have one question regarding the uh, revenue reporting as well as uh, pre-bid management that you are running at Daily Mail. I noticed that you have uh, quite many SSPs connected to your website. Um, I heard from a lot of people in the industry that having more than 15 SSP could be troublesome to report revenue. How is it for you guys over there? 
Um, yeah, I think we like to have, um, a, or we're running a lot of them um, right now, as you say, but um, it's working pretty well. Okay. Uh, do you mind me asking um, what tool are you using for uh, reporting revenue at the moment? Um, so for reporting revenue, um, I'm hoping that Pubmatic is the right answer to this. Yeah, could be. Okay. Um, right. Um, so one thing I would like to point out with Pubmatic is that um, they might charge you extra fee when it comes to adding new SSPs uh, to your setup. So let's say if now you have 11 or 15, but then let's say you decide to add five more, you will have to pay extra per each SSP that you add. Um, in this case, we really want the best to, for our publishers, so we would not have those additional costs. Uh, does it sound interesting to you? Yeah, sounds, um, sounds like it might be quite difficult to integrate, though. Hmm. Okay, can, can you please tell me more why is it difficult for you? Um, I, just with a company like ours, um, all of in, uh, adding any new technology is quite a, a slow and difficult process. We're quite antiquated in the way we, we, we work uh, from a technology standpoint. So, um, you know, adding new technologies is, is difficult in that sense. Okay, I see. Um, would it make it easier for you uh, if we take care of 90% of the onboarding. So let's say that um, with this whole adding new technology thing, we will do 90% of the heavy lifting work. And all you need to do is just tell me what you want and we will do our best to deliver that. Yeah, I mean, that sounds sounds reasonable. Would you like... Um, would you like to maybe learn more about the product and then we may, maybe we can discuss the compatibility between the two and um, bring this further? Sure, sure that would work. Right, uh, what about next week Thursday at 10 a.m.? How does that work for you? Uh, next week Thursday, 10 a.m. Well, as well, just, just before, um, what, what kind of, um, you mentioned that it's, it's cheaper to go with you instead of... Um, adding new SSPs, like um, what kind of price are we talking with your technology? Um, so let's say if now with 15 uh, SSPs that you are having, we charge usually uh, the price of 1,500 per month and there's no additional cost if you add more SSPs. Okay, understood. Sounds, uh, sounds pricey. Pricey comparing to Popmatic, I don't believe that. <laughs> okay, good, cool. Um, all right, so Thursday, Thursday, 10 o'clock. Yep, sounds good. Awesome, sounds really good. Right, thank you very much, have a nice day. Thanks, Tui, really appreciate it. Whew. <laughs> Scary, right? You made it through, you made it through, <laughs> so well done. <laughs> Ooh. All right, uh, David, if you wanna go first, you can. I got a couple things I wrote down. I was just going to say really quickly, Tui, um, I think there's about a thousand people on this call. Um, so first thing to say, you, you mentioned right at the start, you're 25 and there's there's nerves around cold calling. I'm telling you now, you did not come across as nervous at all. And that was in front of a thousand people um, right here, right now. So, um, you know, please take a lot of confidence away immediately, um, like uh, from this in terms of, you know, when you're on the phones, um, Moving forward, if you can do it here, you can do it um, anywhere. Um, so really, really great job.
Thank you so much. So I mean, my sentiment is the same. This was a, a great call. You did a great job. Someone mentioned the chat. A lot of, you know, I wrote it down, a lot of open-ended and leading questions. I think that was fantastic. I only have like two two things to consider. So the intro. I So you asked a lot of great questions in the middle of the call. I feel like one of the things you could do is lead with a great question. So you were saying, hey, I, might, I have a couple questions for you in the beginning of the call. That can lead that can lead people to be slightly anxious because then they're like, I'm getting called out the blue and now someone's gonna ask me a lot of questions. I don't know about this, right? It's just right. subconsciously that's where they go, which right. you don't want that, right? So you could the question that you the value prop and the question you had after you said I have a couple questions, you could actually bring that up to the beginning of the call because you asked a good question and you had a good value prop there. So that's yeah. what I would that would be my recommendation there as well. And then David hinted at this. When anyone mentions a competitor, you could go this route if you're like really trying to get out of it. I would stay away from mentioning that we're cheaper, cost-effective. I would try to stay away from those as much as possible because okay. what ends up happening is that you set up the sales cycle to then be a discount sales cycle from the beginning. Because now, because you mentioned that they're going to be like, how can I get more money out of this person? Cheaper, uh -huh. which is what you, you don't want. We don't want, I don't know about y'all. We don't want a discounted deal, right? We won't be able to pay full price. So by mentioning, hey, we're cost effective, there's gonna be extra fees. You can mention those when they are needed and like you feel the pressure, but don't bring them up too early because now you're in a pricing conversation, not in a value conversation. And that's just something to be mindful of. But I think the call as a whole was great, great flow. Didn't feel the nervousness. There was confidence there and job well done. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, I just I just add to it, like um, the way you handled some of my objections was was fantastic. Um, you were so composed. Um, I think I think you um, addressed them head on, but you did it in an empathetic way. You weren't you know you know it wasn't like an argumentative um, uh, yeah an argumentative way of um, presenting the y yourself. It was it was um, I understand exactly what you're saying. Um, but this is how I think that we can, we can be better. Right. So I understand that initially you might, um, see the prices high. Um, but actually this is, this is how, um, um, you know, like the fact that SSPs are, you know, you don't have to pay for SSPs over a longer period of time. That's really what's going to um, save you money in the long term. So, um, really great job there. And, and to be honest, when you mentioned that the issues that you're having, um, in terms of, uh, feeling like your calls were a little bit of a, um, uh, you know, just, just a questionnaire, just asking loads and loads of questions. Um, I, my instant thought was, okay, she must be asking closed questions. Um, mm. so it's a surprise that you feel that way because your, your questions were so open-ended, um, you know, and conversational. Maybe the one, the one thing that I, I'd add is like at the start of the call, um, just taking a moment to ask, ask how people are is, is, is I, I think, and I always live and die by that sword. Um, and, but the way that you should do it is just saying like, um, how are you doing? And then I always follow up with another question immediately. So like, how are you doing? How's your day going? That means okay. that makes it sound way more sincere. Um, mm. and you're building that human to human connection and that's going to allow them to open up later through the call. Um, but yeah, overall, really great job. Yeah. Right. Great job. Um, so, uh, do you guys think I should introduce my name and then the company? Because I feel like that indicates that this is a sales phone call 
that sorry i'll jump personally, yeah go ahead it's 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 it's, it's yeah. so situational go ahead so so personally i think that it's difficult to get information from people when you don't give them any context at all um i think it's not like you know if someone called me or when people call me and they just they're just immediately asking me tons of questions like you know i need some value from them um and whether that be just kind of like a you know um so so what we advise at Cognizant is, is um, our team will, we won't explain anything about the product. We'll just say, look, we help sales and marketing teams and um, get in touch with their next best prospect um, faster than anybody else, right? We'll say something like something along those lines. We're not talking about the product. We're just giving a tiny bit of value to them, explaining why it's worth answering our questions that we're going to then follow up on. Um, so yeah, that, that's my personal like preference. Um, but I know that there's some schools of thought that are just, you know, let's get straight to the point. So I'm more than interested to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So this is very situational because as we know, the way that you're, the way that you're going to introduce yourself with saying your name and your company might be different here where I'm in the States and, and like a France or Germany or like, you probably wouldn't be able to do that. So there are people who have introductions and they don't, they don't say their company name at all mm -hmm. and they get away with it. Right. And there's some people who do the first name and last name and company and it still works for them. So I say it depends on your, there's three things, your style, the persona and the region style, persona and reason are going to be the determining factor on if you want to introduce your company and your name or not in the beginning, because there's intros that I've heard, I even coach and train on that don't have your first name, don't have your company name in the beginning. But then once they ask you, like, hey, what do you want? Then you say, hey, I'm so-and-so for this company. Here's the reason for the call. But you don't introduce your name and company at the beginning to have a pattern. So people are like, Wait, what are you talking about? And then you follow up with your name and company. Like I said, everyone's style is different. But I typically tell people, go with, the, go with your name, go with your company, because it's so situational across the board. And again, that's a good way to go about it. All right. Yep. Noted. Yep. Thank yep. you guys very much. No, yep. thank you, Timmy. Really, really. Like, thanks a lot for joining us um, today. Really brave. Um, all right. Um, have we got a new marketing? Have we got our next person ready? Or I know they're on point. They're, you, know, you know they got somebody ready. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't see the name because of the... Oh, it's Katofi. Hi. Yeah, hi. I'm Jörn. Jörn? Yeah, there we go. Hi, Morgan. Hi, Dave. Hi. How are you doing? Good and yourself? Very Good. well, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Super, thanks for the opportunity. So um, what we sell is software solutions. Our core client contacts would be heads of HR or then below them, heads of talent acquisition or heads of talent development, talent management, basically. Okay. And the, the key idea is for us to be able to sell to them specific solutions to help them either with getting through volume applications or future successes or you know any, any of those typical issues, basically. You said so applications, it, what were the other things that you said? So it, it would be often for um, volume screening. So I'm just closing it because the family yeah. has just gotten home from school and there's going to be chaos just now. So <laughs> let, me just, let me just do this. Okay. Um, so yeah, so, so it's often for volume screening and appointments or then for succession planning or, or development. And the applications basically is online psychometric assessments, online screening solutions. Perfect. Okay. okay. 
Super. So, so maybe, maybe we can use an, a current example where it's a big pharmacy chain here in South Africa um, that's going through massive acquisition and growth, but they also have big transformation challenges. So where we're just getting stuck is, is how to get through to the key decision makers there. Okay. 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 Super. Who's going to be my guinea pig? <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Um, who do you want me to be? VP okay. of talent, VP of HR, like it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so so um, we we've got the we're lucky enough to have the mobile number to the head of HR. So if you can be the head of HR, that'll be great. Then then I can I can chat with you around that. Yeah. Cool. And then who are your who are your competitors? So I, I can. Yeah. I can so share. competitors would be um, let's say a comp the TTS or Everlex or Savile. Anything any of those TTS, okay. Everlex or Savile. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. All right. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Morgan speaking. Uh, yeah, this is him. Yeah, Morgan, hi. You've been to you and Dan Army here from SHL. Hope you're doing well. I'm, I'm doing awful, Jorn. Oh, uh, shucks. Uh, uh, is this a good time for me to call you quickly just for two minutes? Yeah, I mean, I got, I got, I got two minutes for you. Okay, super. Thank you, Morgan. Appreciate it. Morgan, just, just very briefly why I'm calling. Um, I've been studying your pharmacy chain as well as the annual reports um, from your business. And I could see two really interesting dynamics that you're challenging with or challenged with. The one being your big volume recruitment um, that your team is struggling with. And secondly, also the transformation of your C-suite, of your leadership team. And in fact, what, what intrigued me is that about a good 65% of your leadership team are, are um, white males close to retirement. Now, when I saw that, I personally got quite excited because we definitely have a solution that can help you differentiate that and and help you solve that problem. And that's what I wanted to, to meet with you about. Yeah, um, that's definitely some thorough research, and that is correct. Uh, we do have a lot of applications, and we're trying to shift through the madness and trying to figure out how can we continuously elevate our diversity. So, yeah, th those are those are things we are working on. Awesome, awesome. Now, now Morgan, we, we've had some really great success stories specifically in South Africa around this solution. And what we were planning on doing is meeting with you for an initial 30 minutes to take you through both elements, the volume solution, as well as then the succession planning and transformation solution. So you can have a very quick, good view about can this work for you? How's this going to work for you? And then, then we can take it forward from there. Would that work? That sounds interesting. Can I, can I have a, before I hop on a call, can I have a little bit more information on like how you do that? You said you had a couple of case studies. You feel free to share that. Yeah. Or? Of course, of course, absolutely. So, so if I look at the, the, the element around succession and, and transformation, so some of our local clients here would be from the logistics industry, banking industry, and they've all had similar challenges in that they've had individuals that have worked themselves up the organization. They've um, are still there. The, the diversity element is not being addressed in the business. So what we've done there is to help them identify what we call hidden gems. And those hidden gems would be young talent, leaders that have the right skill, have the potential, but these individuals are just not identified. So our research and our science was able to cut through the numbers and identify clearly who are those 8% of the hidden gems of your workforce that is worth for you and to invest in so these guys can take over in two years, three years time as you move them up. Sounds interesting. So, so 
best way that we've often seen works that works for clients in your case is for us to showcase this to you. So you can get a real practical feel for the solution, the visualizations, the science, and then from there, we can take it forward and start discussing application within your business volumes and, and contracts. Would that work if we look at a, at a meeting next week? Yeah, so it does sound intriguing to me. I feel like I probably should hand this off to my other HR lead. So it might be best if you reach out to David to get that scheduled. Okay. Okay. And, and David's role is David's role. He is also a co-head of head of talents. We have two. Oh, uh, brilliant. So, so the two of you share that head of talent role, is it? Yeah, we, we both share it. It's a, it's a co-role. So that's, that's how, that's how we do it over here in this Great order. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So maybe, maybe we can organize that initial call with the two of you on the, on, on that call. And from there, then we can see who to spearhead this with. Sounds fair. All right. Awesome. Um, while I have you on the phone, your diary for next week, Tuesday, is that open? It is. Okay. Let's look at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. What time? Uh, time zone? 10 o'clock. Uh, 10 o'clock. Let's make it your time zone. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking with you. You're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah got you. Got you. <laughs> No. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. No. Good job. Good job. Awesome. Round of applause. Good job. No. Good job. Good job. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So. so yeah. Go ahead. No. No. So, so the often the the part that we get stuck on, similar to the very first role play we just did with the gatekeeper, but it's a gatekeeper or decision makers when they are outrightly saying, like you start in the beginning, don't have time. Actually, this is an awful moment. Call me later. You know, I'm naturally, I would almost push back and say, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm wasting your time and I'm being apologetic. And I think the only one loses the impact then. No, I think, so I I, I did that to see how you would react to it. Because <laughs> I, well exactly. I thought that before, we were like, oh, I'm having the worst day of all time, right? So then it's like, how do yeah. you shift that? I think you did a good job of addressing it and then slowly but surely moving on. Also, as well, someone just said, I was about to say, is the data made me want to lean in even more, right? Anytime anyone, I mean, you all know this for the most part, but if you don't, something to pay attention to. If anyone could be like, hey, I looked at your 10K report, I looked at your annual report, right? The quarterly report, that's massive, right? Like that's what we are, have obviously have internal conversations about. And that's something that I'm going to talk to you about as well. And I think you did a great job of presenting the information and then guiding me along, giving me some case studies. It was very hard for me to be like, I'm not interested, right? It just would have been not made sense, right? And mm -hmm. I think the only the only thing that I have, and you notice I like didn't say anything for a while, is yeah. when you say certain when you say a statement, you 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 let it, you just you hold it. Which in some scenarios, the pause and just holding that statement is fine. I would just encourage you to add a, maybe a couple questions to guide me there. Mm. Because you could say a statement. And then you'd be like, that was a great statement, but prospects sometimes will just like not say anything. And then it's mm -hmm. like, and you could not say anything and make, you know, have the power pause, but you want to be able to guide people so they can't say something that will get them out of the call. Th gotcha. That was, that was gotcha. literally it. I mean, everything else was spot on what you did. Information was great. Pace. If y'all paid attention to the pace, pace was great on this one. Tone was great on this one. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Mm -hmm. So. 
No, that's a that's a very good point. Thanks for that, Morgan. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree completely. It was a fantastic call. I think you won the call as soon as you started presenting your pre-research, which was so um, solid. Like, I don't understand how people wouldn't give you time. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, you know, we talk a lot. Um, I talk a lot to my team about breaking through the noise. Like, that's how you break through the noise in the best way possible. Unfortunately, having that amount of data available to, and I'm, I'm sure lots of people will be feeling this right now, being able to get that amount of um, research done before you make a call might not be um, scalable um, mm, yeah. for certain SDRs in terms of like who they're selling to and the targets they have. Um, yeah. But yeah, when you can do it and, and the way you delivered it, it's, it's just fantastic. I think as well, like um, uh, a couple of other things you did really well. Um, at no point did you talk about the actual product. You, you focused totally on the value that the product brings and what like pains and challenges, pains, challenges or goals, it will help the prospect fix. And I think that's a that's something that a lot of people don't do um, and they should do. Um, it's really, really focus on like what like what the product is going to change um, uh, in the organization is, is super important. Um, you mentioned that you, you're struggling with like getting through those early, what I call emotional objections, um, such as, hey, I don't have time right now. Yes, yes. Um, let's quickly talk about that because that's a, you know, that's a hot topic. Um, so so my, so um, I really like to break uh, objections down into either emotional objections or uh, what I call product objections. Um, emotional objections are anything that is, uh, a reaction to the fact that you're a salesperson and people do not like being sold to, generally speaking. I mean, I love it. I'm sure Morgan's the same. When people, when we get cold called, I think we revel in it. Um, but um, but most people don't like being sold to. It's a, it's a human emotional objection uh, to the situation. Um, so for me, the, the key to that is understanding first things first, it's an emotional reaction. Um, and then, or generally speaking, it's, it's actually really important. Generally speaking, it's an emotional reaction. Um, and what I'm personally trying to do is I'm at least once trying to push through that emotional objection, at least to try and turn it into a rational objection. So for example, okay. if someone says, Hey, I'm jumping, like, I don't have time right now. I'm jumping into a meeting literally this second. Um, there is a chance that that is the that person's reality and they are jumping into a meeting that second and um actually giving them more time is going to help me out because and you know scheduling more time for later is going to help me out but there's also a chance that they're just saying that to brush me off and so mm. usually i'll know just based off of um trying to push through once and then their reaction so if someone says hey i've only got like you know i'm, I'm running into a meeting right right now as you speak um i my usual reaction is fantastic this will only take me 10 seconds right and then, and then just by doing that if they if they do need to go into a meeting they'll tell me and they'll say no no, no seriously i'm i'm going into a meeting right now and then i'll back off but mm. if they but what i'm hoping for is this is is you know just by me um you know being a little bit more um, pushy or persistent that actually the the people that are just giving me that emotional reaction um are going to you know uh, are maybe going to just let me like hear me out for for, for that bit longer mm, mm, so um yeah i certainly pushed back once i don't know morgan whether what your views are, are on those kind of things yeah i'm in the same i have the exact same like i feel like it's it's also like it's very it's also like in the situation you could read how people are reacting to you right because someone could be even like hyper like aggressive and you're like this is not gonna go anywhere I always like to nudge as, as long as I can 
can but sometimes again some people are like very like in your like whoa what's going on so i think to what david's point that's where i would focus on when you have these scenarios gotcha no those are those are both very good points thanks very much gents i appreciate that thank you thanks You're for welcome. thanks for joining us can we can we do one more do we get the time i think we have yeah 12 minutes is saying on the clock hi can you hear us awesome we can hear you so this one's gone well um hannah where are you calling from um what's your product and, and what's your icp really new to this i just graduated in december so this is like my first like big girl job um and so cold calling is obviously very new to me so a lot of these objections and like people just getting me off the phone is like very very um what's the word it happens a lot okay so and i know that you guys were just kind of like talking about the objections and things like that so i work for a um all-in-one social publishing and employee advocacy platform but it's te technically just like a social media um, platform that we have so um, basically what we do is we sell to you know b2b companies that um, that would then use our platform to help them, you know, get more engagement on their um, posts, their content. Um, and we have a lot of different ways that we can help companies do that to then help them see higher engagement levels, um, get more lead conversions and things like that through that content. Okay, awesome. So I'm assuming you're targeting social media managers? Yep. Managers? Yep, marketing. Um, we do communicate or yeah communication um, managers uh, marketing cmos um, social media content brand awareness things like that okay awesome and what are your uh, main capacities so um we get a lot obviously like you were just saying um oh i'm like running into a meeting right now um thought you were someone else i even got that this morning um i get a lot that oh I'm not really interested right now, but yet they use like one of our, I guess, competitor type of things that maybe just don't offer as many features as we do. So it's kind of like, you didn't even give me a second to tell you why we might be a better fit. I don't know. So stuff like that, or we do get a lot of the time because we have tried reaching out to like VP of sales and things like that just to kind of um, get them on board because they are also people who might be using this platform um, in social selling, you know? So um, we get a lot of, oh, like, this is not my area. Like, oh, I'm not the right person. I'm, I'm not someone in buying power. So we've kind of like figured out some different ways of um, being able to get around that, but we haven't really gotten too far with it. Okay, cool. And, and just really last question, you, you mentioned there's some competitors of yours out there. What are the names of those competitors? Oh, competitors. Is there one name? Um, there's like, um, Sprout Social. Sprout. Perfect. That'll do. That'll okay. do. Oh, you're about to get an objection related yeah. to Sprout Social. For sure. <laughs> Um, okay, awesome. All right then, Hannah, should we jump in? I'm happy to be a prospect. Do you want me to be a marketing manager or do you want me to be the VP of sales with the LinkedIn presence? Oh, goodness. Um, 
let's do let's do marketing just because we do reach out to more of them and I would I haven't really gotten far with them either so <laughs> let's go with the marketers sure sure okay when you're ready give us a ring okay bear with me I'm a little nervous <laughs> as am I as am I <laughs> okay so ring ring hello day speaking hi Dave this is Hannah calling from Octopus how are you I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Bit of a cough, I'll be honest, but, um, you know, riding on through. Well, that is no fun at all. Well, I was wondering if you had just 20 seconds for me to let you know why I was calling, and then you could let me know if it makes a sense to learn a bit more. Sure. I've literally only got 20 seconds, though, because I'm running into a meeting. Perfect. Okay, I'll make it quick. Uh, so basically, we help B2B companies manage their entire social strategy makes it really easy for your employees to share their corporate's content to their personal social profiles. Um, it just helps our clients leverage um, to increase the audience of their content. They end up seeing higher engagement and lead conversions from that social um, content when their employees are sharing. Um, it also integrates with social engagement data like your CRM, Salesforce, if you use it, um, and marketing automation. So you can see which of your leads and customers are engaging with your corporate profiles and your employees' social shares. So it's essentially social intent data. Um, that's kind of the idea is that sound relevant to you at all or at least the bit or at least a bit interesting. Um yeah, I think we're using one of your competitors right now, actually. Um, so we might have that this covered. Okay, so perfect. That's kind of why I called. Um, our current client intercom was also using Sprout Social once and they found um, that they could help save hours a week using our all-in-one social publishing um, and employee advocacy platform. Plus it, like I said, it benefits from integrating with your CRM and marketing automation tools. Okay. Um, okay. So what's the um like we're really price sensitive here so is there is there a pricing difference so um basically i would love to set you up with one of our um a, you know aes that would then take a meeting for about 25 minutes and they can give you a better overview of um pricing and things like that do you have you know 25 minutes later this week that we could set up so my preference at the stage i think would be you send me more information um about and you know uh, yeah about your your offering and then you know if it's of more interest then um perhaps we pick it up from there there's there would be like a couple of people in the decision making process and i'd like to show them the information you have first okay so i think i did send you an email earlier this week kind of giving you just a quick little glimpse of things um, would you be open to setting up a meeting for next week? And then you can check over that email and then, um, you know, if you, if it's seems of interest, you can go ahead and, um, confirm the invite and we can talk more next week. Um, yeah, I mean, like I say, like I'm, I'm, my diary is pretty ram. So I think, I think my preference would be around, um, checking the, you know, like getting the email first or looking at the email first and, and showing my, my colleagues. Okay, so this is where we get stuck because like 
I don't know. It's so hard to then keep pushing after that because you don't, you know, I don't know. Cause like, usually when we get to this point, they will be like, oh yeah, like I'll check your email, whatever. And then we never hear from them again. Can't ever get them on the phone again. So this is, this is it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Morgan, do you want to jump in? Should we, should we dive straight in? Cause I think I know you've done a great job first and foremost. Like, um, I, I know I, I've been, pretty harsh on you i'll be i'll be honest oh, <laughs> how my phone call uh, so this uh, is perfect <laughs> yeah so anytime anyone asks for information hannah you're correct i remember when i first started out i used to get really excited because i was like oh wait i get to send an email like they're just gonna respond and we all know and doesn't <laughs> doesn't happen so what you have to do is you have to figure out what is actually happening so what you can do is simply to say hey i'm happy to send you some information about that uh, we've had a conversations about a couple things. What exactly do you want me to send you? Okay. You have to ask a layering and clarifying question of what exactly do they want. They may, and, and normally they actually have a, like a pretty decent answer, like a case study or like a blog, but like they can't just say, just send me info. It's way too broad. And what happens is most people will come back to you and they'll be like, oh, just send me whatever. Then that's when you have to slightly push back and say, hey, typically when I send out information to people, it ends up being a nuisance in their inbox and I become an annoying sales rep and I'm aiming to not be an annoying sales rep here. So what exactly, what exactly would you like to see in this email? So again, I'm not blowing up your inbox. Then people will most likely give you an answer. Now, when they give you an answer, this is, and most of you know, this in the chat is a give get scenario. The whole goal is if I give somebody something, I should get something in return. That is essentially how a sales cycle works. So, now what I'm going to do is once they've told me what they want, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to send you that information. And what we find best typically with our, with our clients is to hop on a call to review the information I'm going to send you. Because again, I don't want to be a nuisance and just follow up with you continuously and be an annoying sales rep. So would it be fair for us to hop on the phone next Wednesday to chat? And at that point, most people will be willing to hop on the call because people don't want to be unfair. But also at the same time, they want to like figure out like, what what the follow-up is on that information because again they don't want those follow-ups in their emails so that's the way that how you handle when people are like hey like here's some information like send me information if you just send a generic email that's going to get rejected not rejected it's not going to get response to like 95 percent of the time so by asking these layering questions by telling them i'm going to give you information but also i want to get on a call with you that's what you ultimately want and then now you can move in the positive direction okay awesome Awesome. Um, Hannah, we've only got a minute 20 left. So I'm going to try and keep this short and sweet in terms of my feedback. So um, I would, I think you need to concentrate on two things. So, so first things first, your, your tonality and the way you speak is naturally super engaging and you're, you're very personal. You've got that going for you straight off the bat. So you're, you're, you're going to be, and I'm sure you're already an awesome, awesome salesperson. Um, I would focus on shortening your introduction um, on, on the platform. Um, I would have like one really try and like bring it down to one really punchy line about what is it Octopus that you you're you're working for yeah. as the company yeah so I'd think about one really punchy line about um what Octopus will bring to the majority of the people that you're reaching out to so you know it helps um increase engagement um or it, you know increase uh, yeah engagement on uh, com company posts by five x on average right something along those lines or um, we've helped bring in 
um, you know, X amount of pipeline or increase X amount of pipeline to, 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 to businesses, X amount of MQLs and just leave it at that. I think you, you, there's about three different things that you told us, um, that happened. The other thing that, um, was mentioned was, um, you, like you, you mentioned integrations with, for example, Salesforce. The problem with doing that without establishing whether I'm a Salesforce user or not is if I'm a HubSpot user, I might just switch off immediately. So let's keep that really short and sweet and make it like a nice, like, okay, this is the value that will bring to pretty much everybody um, and keep that nice and punchy. Um, and then the second thing is um, exactly what Morgan said, like um, in terms of the way that you're handling this, this objection on, um, on more information. I I do exactly what Morgan says, um, but also ask. I uh, my first response to anybody that asks um, for more information is okay. And what would you like to see in the email instead of oh I sent you another generic email before? Give that a read, okay? Because if I'm in, if if I'm using one of your um, competitors, then I probably want like a very specific email on on um, competitors. And it's going to be really easy to steer that, as Morgan said, into a demo by saying, look, I could write all this stuff out for you, but what's even better is showing you in, in person. That, you know, that's going to save you a ton of time instead of you reading through lots of generic uh, messaging. Yeah. Um, and just being really confident on that point, right? Like believe in that point that it is better for our prospects to, to turn up to a meeting, see that, see that, um, and, then, and then go from there. Um, Awesome. I think that's all, all we've got time for, Morgan. These always fly. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. What do, we do? <laughs> they go quick. <laughs> um, for anybody, um, I, I saw some comments in the chat. Octopost, it was um, was Hannah's um, company. So if anybody's, I imagine there might be some, maybe some marketing managers in, in the chat if you want to hit um, Hannah up specifically. Um, thank you all of our guests for coming on um, today and helping us with the, this cold calling live. I'm hoping that it's been really useful. Um, we love to hear your feedback. Um, so feel free to message our marketing team, but, you know, add myself, David Bentham on LinkedIn, um, add Morgan, follow Morgan on LinkedIn. Um, Morgan produces a ton of amazing content that's going to help all SDRs out there. Um, uh, you know, I, I literally send pretty much every post that Morgan sends to my whole SDR team every single time that he does it. Um, so really, really recommend following him. Uh, Morgan, is there any, any kind of final words Keep dialing, group. keep dialing, y'all. Y'all know what it is. Keep dialing, keep doing your thing. Again, all the advice that we talked about, try one or two things. That's all we ask for. Awesome. Really, really appreciate your time uh, again today. Have a fantastic one, whatever you're doing. Have a fantastic Easter. And uh, yeah, we'll speak to you all soon.